0: As the sun sets over the great house, disquieting feelings of anxiety take hold of its inhabitants. In the distance, the sound of thunder can be heard. Growing in fury and intensity, the storm will soon arrive, heralding new terror at Collinwood. Welcome to Terror at Collinwood. I am your hostess, Danielle, a.k.a. Penny Dreadful, and I am very excited to get to today's episode. But before we do, I have some great news
1: for you, a couple great news items. First, Stuart Manning has shared some exciting news about the limited reprint of Daytime Gothic from the press release, let me read this for you. Good news, our sold out Dark Shadows charity fanzine, Daytime Gothic, has been reprinted and is available now. The new printing is limited to 100 copies and once they're gone, they're gone, so don't miss your chance to get the magazine. Purchase via the link I will provide in the show notes. People have asked if there will be a follow-up issue. As things stand, nothing has been confirmed, but it may happen in 2024. Check your stairway through time for further information or look out for updates on the mailing list. So you can sign up for the mailing list for Daytime Gothic. If you go to the Dark Shadows news page on Twitter or on Facebook, it's very easy to do that. There's also an Instagram page for Daytime Gothic. So you can find it all over social media and continuing on here. Thanks to everyone who supported our celebration of Dark Shadows. Proceeds will once again benefit our chosen charity, Macmillan Cancer UK. So check out the link in the show notes. If you missed this the first time around, you definitely want to jump on this because this is a sensational zine. I I mean, it's beyond a zine. It's it's beautifully designed book with some great articles in it and the best part is uh, it all goes to a good cause and i have one more tidbit before we get to the show rondo award writer frank j dello strido is the master of the monster mashup i have a couple of his books this comes from the rondo awards website in three can't put down novels frank has woven together the untold histories of various movie werewolves and wolfmen untangled the wanderings of universal and hammer's mummies and explored with carl denham The Many Lost Worlds, and Giant Monsters of the Pacific. All this in addition to his trailblazing work on the real-life history of Bela Lugosi. And there's also his newest book featuring the zombies of classic cinema. You can get his great books with beautiful cover and interior designs by my friend George Igor Chastain, over at cultmoviespress.com. The link is in the show notes. And uh, without further ado, uh, I want to get to the show. I have a a group of mega fans in this episode. It's going to be really fun. Uh, Let me just give you some context here. Um, I was over at Sea View Terrace for a get-together there over at Collinwood, and everyone was sitting around the table just talking uh, about their memories of Dark Shadows and just Dark Shadows festivals, fan stuff, memories of hanging out at the house, etc. And um, I decided, hey, let's record this. Uh, so I pulled out the microphone and we just started talking about our favorite moments in Dark Shadows, favorite characters. And I have a great group of fans here in this episode. Uh, Joel Flanagan, who's the admin of the Many Faces of Nancy Barrett Facebook page. Tweety Jackie Blackburn, co-admin of the Dark Shadows Appreciation Society. Jimmy Hutchison, uh, the inimitable Jimmy Hutchison, who you've heard in a, in a prior episode. And uh, he's back in this one for Virginia Fox uh, Breckus, uh, Mayor Bear, Joe Escobar, who you also heard in a previous episode, Guy Haynes, who you've heard in a couple of episodes, Beth Castor, Jeff Kenny, who you heard uh, in the Collectors episode. He's also the co-admin of several Facebook groups, including the Dark Shadows Collectors Group, Dark Shadows for All, and Dark Shadows the Old House, among others. So um, I just kind of went around with the mic, and uh, we just talk dark shadows and it was really fun uh and uh, i hope you enjoy it as much as i did recording it uh so let's get to the show
0: be careful my friend where you tread for i warn you now there are spoilers ahead House of Dark Shadows. Nobody lives there. That's great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this, this here Collins property. Uh, People trespassing. <laughs> Need to get out of here calls
1: I, in I was about to just start chatting with these people, and here comes Matthew Morgan trying to throw me off the grounds again. How are you today?
2: It'd be better if I didn't have all that firewood to bring in and that Bill Malloy, he's irritating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, I'm here with a group of Dark Shadows fans, hardcore Dark Shadows fans, and we're going to be just chit chatting. Uh, and I'm going to go around here, and uh, everybody's going to introduce themselves. Who am I speaking to here?
3: Joe Flanagan.
1: Joe, uh, you are a longtime Dark Shadows fan. You were uh, went to every Dark Shadows Festival, was it?
3: Not really. A, a good number of them, though. A
1: good number no. of them,
3: okay. And I'm the uh, administrator of the Many Faces of Nancy Barrett Facebook page for the last 11 and a half years.
1: Fantastic. And what is your name, madam?
4: Uh, my name is, uh, they call me Tweety on Facebook, Tweety Jackie Blackburn. I'm-
1: uh, have you ever been to Dark Shadows Festivals? In
4: the I place? have never been to a festival no. or a convention. I spent a lot of my time uh, with Uncle Sam's uh, Misguided Children, <laughs> which is the United States Marine Corps. Oh, I was okay. deployed. Okay. But
1: well, we're here. It's even better because we're in Collinwood itself. Yes. We're in View Terrace. So we are, we are experiencing the terror at Collinwood for <laughs> firsthand here. Who am I speaking to here?
2: This is Jimmy Hutchison from Springtown, Texas.
1: Jimmy Hutchison, well, it's good to see you again. Are you having fun here at the Seaview Terrace?
2: Fun, I remember that. Yes, yes, this is it. This is fun. There's, there really is nothing like getting together in this wonderful house with these great people that you've known for years and years, and you get to see them again and talk dark shadows and things. It's wonderful.
1: Yes, we, you know, the reason I pulled out the microphone here is that we, everyone was sitting around talking about dark shadows and telling such interesting stories about the festivals and the Show and stuff, and I said, Wow, why am I not recording this? Exactly. So, so it's you never it, know what you might catch. You, That's true. That's true. You never know what I might need to what I might need to edit out of the podcast. All right, all right. I'm continuing on here. Who's this here? Who's this here quietly sitting away? Uh, my name is Virginia. Virginia, and uh, how long have you been a Dark Shadows fan since 1969? Are you still just as much a fan now as you were then? Uh, even more, even more. Yeah, it's just it grows exponentially
0: every year, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yes. wonderful. Thank you so much. And who am I speaking to here? This is Mayor Bear. It's my handle on Facebook. Uh-huh, Mayor Bear. And you have been involved in the Dark Shadows fandom for, for quite a while. I remember seeing your name over the years. So how do you feel about Dark Shadows in 2023? Fantastic. I'm still a lifelong fan. Started going
5: to the festivals in 1990, did about maybe a dozen of them, mm-hmm. and uh, it's always great to be here in Seaview with other fans, or cousins, as we like to call each cousins, other. yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Collins Cousins.
1: Collins Cousins, and uh, here we are with uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Who am I speaking to here?
6: Uh, Joe Escobar.
1: Joe Escobar and Joe, uh, we've heard your, you before talking about the 1897 storyline. So, uh, how how are you finding your time here at View Terrace?
6: Well, I'm really enjoying it. I grew up in this area, and I always love coming back. And I just retired from teaching, so I'm spending a lot of time here this summer.
1: Ah, wonderful. Maybe maybe we'll be living in Collinwood soon.
6: Well, no, I'm going Whether to. Whether they meet.
1: know it or not.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in Portsmouth visiting my mother. But,
1: okay. Uh, and uh, and here we are. He we just Day. we <laughs> we just heard him on the podcast again recently. Uh, I'm here with Guy Haynes. Hey Guy, how's it going? Fine, how are you doing? Good. Thank you for playing that House of Dark
7: Shadows trailer music. That was pretty awesome. Yes, I, I was going to say death <laughs> kept their love alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's funny. I discovered that quite by accident. My, my friend Darren Gross from California who's worked on the restoration of uh, the movie Night of Dark Shadows uh, has been looking for that piece uh, for a long time. He he had some clues about it but he didn't know the uh, composer and he didn't know the name of the piece mm-hmm. and I just stumbled upon it so uh, accidentally uh, a couple weeks ago and then we uh, give him a call and we were very excited that we know now what it, the composer's name and what his called
1: yeah that's really you were playing it and i said that sounds very familiar what is that from i'm thinking of all these things and it was the trailer music for house of dark shadows so i'm just gonna sit down here in the middle of the room right here in the middle of the table i guess and i'm just gonna i'm gonna just throw out questions and anybody who wants to jump in and shout out their responses feel free so what is your favorite dark shadows character
6: Hmm. Barnabas. barnabas definitely why well I guess when I started watching um, Dark Shadows, they started with the Barnabas storyline, and I was reading the Ross novels. For me, the licensing, like the comics too, it was always Barnabas, Quentin, and the. Uh huh. So I really um, identified with, with that character. Okay. Anybody
5: else want to throw out their favorites? Mine was uh, Dr. Julia Hoffman. Julia. I just thought the way that Grayson Hall played her was just so dry. You know, very dry witted. Very. I just. I can't explain it, but she was just my favorite character. In fact, I named one of my cats after Grayson. You named your cat Grayson? I had a cat named Grayson, Oh, wow. Wow.
1: Did you ever get to to meet
5: any of the Hall family? I never did get to meet her because she died in 85, unfortunately. uh, Did you ever get to meet Sam or Matt? No. Yeah. Unfortunately, never got to meet either one of them either. Yeah.
3: Okay. Any
1: anybody else have a favorite character?
3: I also agree. I was going to say Dr. Julia Hoffman as well. I really, really enjoy and this is interesting. It's not so much her 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 camaraderie with with Jonathan, but she had great chemistry with John Carlin. She really, really did. And they and they of course they both, you know, empathized because of, you know, their their problems with dealing with Barnabas. Sure. But, I mean, he came to her rescue so many times, she came to his rescue so many times. It's just amazing. It it, It was really a stroke of genius that the people that were typing out the name forgot the N on Julian.
0: Yeah, right, yeah.
3: Because otherwise exactly. it would have been a man. Right,
4: yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? Angelique, I am not going to be different than everybody else. So, can you repeat that? Angelique. Angelique, awesome. Angelique because yeah. of the simple fact that she was a young girl, and Barney was kind of took advantage of her, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I think she was misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I read the book, Angelique's Descent. Yeah, yeah. So it went more into detail about their relationship. Mm-hmm. But uh, my favorite character was Angelique, and I mm-hmm. got to meet the lady.
1: Oh, you got to meet Laura Parker? Yes, yeah. I did. And what was that experience like?
4: Well, at first, I was kind of like, ooh. <laughs> but uh, a very warm person, very down to earth, and I posed a picture with her.
5: Wonderful.
1: Yeah. Anybody mm-hmm. else want to add
5: their favorite yeah. characters? I was talking to a guy just the other I think it was last night, when we came back from when we were driving up here. There was We were talking about what Joe was saying with the camaraderie and the chemistry between Grayson and Jonathan. One of my favorite scenes between those two was uh, they've come back from, I think they've come back from 1840, or they've gone forward to 1995, and she was put under a spell and kind of betrayed him, and she felt terrible about it. And she was too weak to, to go up the staircase, and he was, come on, come on. And she's like, no, just leave me, just leave me. I'm not worthy or whatever. and, and he's like, Never without you, Julia. Never. You know, I yeah, just thought a that was classic a, t- scene. As yeah. a turning point for the two of them. Where, he, you know, yeah. he was, I don't think he was in love with her, but I think he loved her as a right. really close friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Anybody else? I know you said,
7: Miss, uh, yeah. of course, mine is Julia, but I have to say, I've Grown to love Mrs. Johnson. I just love Mrs. Johnson on this show. She was the voice of reason, and no one paid attention to her. Maybe it was her karma because she came on as a spy when she first came on to the show. Maybe her karma yeah. caught up to her. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just thought like Clarice Blackburn's uh, acting was wonderful, not only as Mrs. Johnson, but as Abigail and, mm-hmm. and uh, Minerva Trask. Yeah. And uh, poor thing had a little problem, though. When she died in 1995, she kept blinking. Right. <laughs> I think they wanted her to keep her eyes open, and she <laughs> had a little trouble there. <laughs> okay. She's
4: a, a really writer as well. She wrote the Emmy Award-winning uh, Jesse and Angie, the first African-American couple, on soap operas.
1: On which do you remember what show?
4: This was All My Children. Um, oh, and All My Children. On All My Children. I read that she wrote that, uh, Jesse wow. and Angie, the first... Yeah the first African-American that's, romance. That's awesome. And she and, won the
1: Emmy for that. And she won the Emmy, yeah. Yes, Because yes. she went on to do more writing than acting after
0: Dark, Dark
1: Shadows yeah. continued. And she did. She won the yeah. Emmy. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy, oh, I think I asked you this last time. I'm going to ask you again. Favorite Dark Shadows character? Harry Johnson. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
2: I'm
7: just kidding. Uh, <laughs>
2: Oh, God. God bless him. Uh Edwards. Oh, that him, yes. Gee. Sounds too cliche to say Barnabas. Uh, Not at all. Well, oh, yeah. Say what you feel. Well, uh, there's so many oh. facets to Barnabas. That's Agreed. what makes him interesting. He yeah. starts out as a villain and then becomes like... A hero to the family. He will Mm -hmm. sacrifice himself, do everything he can to save his present day family. And he and Julia become like Holmes and Watson solving mysteries. And I think that was a wonderful thing. I think they could have continued on being more mystery solvers than supernatural stuff, for that matter. Sure.
1: So good good answer. Good answer. And we are joined by a new face here. Who am I speaking to? Beth Caster, the legendary. Beth Castor and Beth who is your favorite Dark Shadows character oh my gosh um, I always liked Roger because uh, he's he just was so funny
5: he was yeah and you know
1: I, even when I was a kid I just liked his humor yes very entertaining <laughs> very wry sense of humor yeah Roger's great great answer Virginia you've been remiss in and not adding what are you what are your who's your favorite Dark Shadows character Clinton Quentin? Oh, which mm. Quentin? Quentin? Uh, the 1897 Quentin, oh. Quentin, the real Quentin, yes. Okay, the real Quentin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good answer, good answer. The real Quentin, I agree. Okay, okay. Now, favorite Dark Shadows storyline. How about favorite Dark Shadows storyline? Who wants to jump in first on this
7: 1795. 1795. Wow. Because wow. it establishes the relationship between Barnabas and Angelique, which carries through almost to the end of the show. And it also... Uh, yeah, the the Just the feel of being in another century was quite different for a soap opera in those days.
1: Okay, good answer, good answer. I heard another 1795. I like because you get the backstory of Barnabas and how he became a vampire. I think that was a first ever. Yeah,
5: right. Of... And, I mean, because he was such a cad before. I mean, he was just horrible to Julia, horrible to Caroline, you know. Mm-hmm. He really was a villain, and then... You go back in time and you see a softer side. And you've, he, he was actually quite sweet mm-hmm. before and kind of vulnerable before he was cursed. Okay. So it's kind of an interesting twist for Jonathan to play.
6: Um, we did the podcast in 1897. So I'm going to say the prelude to that with the Quentin's ghost story. Oh, okay. um, because it introduces the werewolves and uh, it leads into 1897. You have that really classic period where you, where you bring in the real Quentin, and he continues through 1897, and um, it begins his story arc. Okay, excellent,
1: good. Anybody else? Anybody else
6: have thoughts? Yep. I'm gonna go a different
3: tact. I agree with everybody of how important all these stories were, because they set the storylines for just about everything after that, but I love Parallel Time 1970. Oh. I just thought that it was just, not only because it was such a brilliant idea, but because they, they had to come up with something so they could film the movie And do the TV series at the same time Mm -hmm. and I just thought it was brilliant how they you know they have him discovered the second day that he goes or even the first day that he goes into parallel time shut him off in a coffin and then he goes off to Lindhurst to to film the movie and then they have all these people you know Hoffman is sent off for relaxation you know Roger and and Elizabeth are gone half the time anyway Uh, and it allows the other characters such as Quentin and Angelique you know and Alexis and all of them and then they add a couple more characters yeah and they add they added Damian edwards who he's probably my favorite non-major character Mm -hmm. but i also love it because nancy barrett is such a great actress Mm -hmm. but the way that she's able to differentiate carolyn loomis from carolyn stoddard i think is her best work I really, really do. Awesome.
1: Anybody, anybody
3: else? Since we already did the second part of 1897
2: before, I'll talk more about 1995. <laughs> Even though it was very short-lived, I thought that was extremely innovative to have them go into the future like that. And, oh, it really shines. Carolyn is just, I'm sorry, she's channeling baby Jane. <laughs> yes. there, there, there's a scene where she's visiting Stokes, eating grapes, and you can just see she's <laughs> mattered in a hat or just the way she's eating the grapes you know and um, Mrs. Johnson you know Clarice really shined there so good very underrated underused actress and then there's still that wonderful moment that just grips me where Carolyn can't remember who this is in the picture and he goes it's you Carolyn and then kisses her on the head it's just like my god you see how much he really loves and cares for these people for his family Family. It's amazing.
1: Anybody else? Anybody else? 1795 for the same reason everybody else said. 1795? Yeah. 1795. Okay. Good, good, good. Anybody else? Beth? Beth? No. I, I like 1795 too. 1795? I do. Okay. Virginia? Uh, 1897. 1897 with the real Quentin? Right. Okay. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. All right. Last question. One more question. We're going to wrap it up. And um, I have. And this is a question I'm stealing from Joe. Joe, good idea. Favorite Dark Shadows Festival, but I'm going to expand it. Favorite Dark Shadows fan memory of anything involving either the festival or coming to View terrace or getting together with uh fellow fans to 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 enjoy the show any any memories come to mind anybody can jump in
3: i'm probably going to do one from a festival and one from here okay um the festival the thing that two stand out to me one that i talked to donna about where they asked the entire panel what their memories of grayson were And Donna jumped in right away and she said, well, I remember the first day I was on the set and I ran into Grayson. And Grayson said to me, oh no, not another redhead. You're not gonna be trouble, are you you, honey? And Donna said, and I knew she had her way with every redhead on the set. And then later on when Donna died for the first time or was was out of the script, she was upset. And Grayson came up to her and said, oh, don't worry about it, honey. Next week you'll be back as a ghost. (laughs) And she was. Uh, My favorite memory, of course, was probably I had a really good time the first time I was here, but I met probably someone who's going to be my longtime friend until I die because he's a lot younger than me, Jason. We hit it off immediately. Bob is really good at putting people together that he knows will get along. And it's been all three times that I've been here. He's put me twice. He's put me with people that I didn't know. And we've got along famously. So that has been, and of course, being with your family. This is all our family. Mm
0: -hmm.
6: So it's been really terrific.
0: Great. Yes, Joe.
6: When I was working at the Treadway Inn in Newport, uh, right near the Black Pearl, I came in to get my paycheck and I saw a, a Xerox copy of a registration card with Jonathan Frid's name on it. And I thought it was a joke, but they told me he's waiting in the lounge for you. So I ran down to the lounge and there was Jonathan Frid and I got to um, talk to him for about 20-30 minutes. He offered to buy me a soda in the bar, but I got it free as a employee. Um, he, uh, when he checked out, he asked me to get his luggage and I got a picture with him and he signed a fanzine. Uh, it was a great great weekend, you know, working and seeing him come in and out of the hotel from time to time.
1: That's a great memory. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. We're, we're joined by another familiar face here, Jeff Kenney, who you heard in the Dark Shadows. Collect nobody will escape the gravitational pull of the microphone. My my, my contraption, as Count Patofi once referred to the strange contraption here. Uh, so, Jeff. Uh, We were just talking, we talked about our favorite Dark Shadows character, our favorite Dark Shadows storyline, and any favorite memories of fandom. Uh, Do you care to share any thoughts on those things?
3: Well, storyline-wise, it will always be 1897 for me. Okay. Favorite character, I mean, next to Barnabas, will always be Jameson Possessed by Patofi. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of uh, he was just so devilish and evil. Yes. And fandom, I mean, 2012 Festival, since it was my first fest, mm-hmm. that, uh, getting to meet a lot of people in person that I'd only talked to online, oh. meeting the actors for the first time, mm-hmm. and meeting my original crush from when I was a kid nancy barrett that uh i've loved her ever since i was a child yeah so yeah i mean i love fandom it's a big family you know you get the black sheep of the family sometime but uh i mean it's a lot of fun
1: all right anybody else care to share a favorite fandom memory Uh, well out of all the festivals i've
5: gone to i guess there's three that kind of tie for Number one, first one would be 1990, which was my first festival. It was just really cool to see the stars in real life. And, like, the first time I went around the corner to get Jonathan's autograph, I mean, he was right there. It was so cool to be that close to, to Barnabas. Mm-hmm. And then I would say 91, because that's when I started meeting people, because I went to the first festival by myself. And I met people, but I didn't really, like, hang out with anybody. But I would had a pen pal through the, from 90 to 91, and I started meeting a bunch of people. And then 97 was a great festival because not only did I meet people that I knew knew online, from we, we used to be in an undernet chat room, you know, the IRC chat room. Okay, yeah. So we got to meet a lot of those people in real life. But it was my first trip to Seaview. And they okay. this was before, before we, we could get in the house, but we couldn't stay here. Okay. And we came through that hedge uh-huh. back there at <laughs> night. And I got to see the house the way you saw it in the opening sequence of the show. Yeah. And we filmed a really funny video here that Guy and a couple of his friends had someone dressed up as Julia running around, Hello. recreating the episode where the ghost of Dave Woodard is tormenting her. Uh-huh. So that was, those are my three favorite. Thank you for sharing those.
1: Anybody else here
3: to Dave? share? thank you, Dave. Yeah. Any-
7: I have three also. Uh, I mean, I have many, many, but, but of course I always treasure the time that I was able to come up here with Jonathan Fred in 1985. My gosh, in, in two years, it'll be 40 years that I was here on Memorial Day. This, uh, this is Memorial Day weekend and we're speaking. And uh, he was just such a wonderful person to be with and very funny and very poignant and uh, lots of memories. And in my uh, second uh, I had to say, um, was um, staying with Louis Edmonds when he uh, needed a nurse, and I just happened to be a nurse and was able to stay with him for three weeks. And uh, he's just a wonderful—he was one, uh, funny and and naughty, and, and uh, <laughs> I—that that'll be another podcast. <laughs> and uh, finally, my memories of all of our parties up here. I mean, I, I have wonderful memories from the festivals. Um, my memories of the parties and. And being able to come to this wonderful house and decorate it and make friends and share the beauty of this house with the fans uh, just brings a a warmth to my heart that I really enjoy and and treasure. So, and um, it was so wonderful we've had um, several guests from the show we've had sharon smith we've had marie wallace katherine lee scott and i don't know if you want to mention who we have this weekend well,
1: donna wandry donna yeah, wandry yes. Yes.
7: yes yes
1: all right anybody else care to share any favorite fan memories okay okay i'm gonna come around here to tweety you know, you know I, I haven't been at fandom as long as you guys have because I, you know, I, I went in the
4: military. I was very young. I was 18 years old. I'm one of the I'm one of the people that ran home from school. And, Where did you uh, grow up? I grew up in Philadelphia.
0: Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. I'm born
4: and raised in Philadelphia. And went in the Marine Corps. And uh, my husband and I we traveled <laughs> all, all over the world, just about. But um, I never got to see Sea View. So the highlight, I would say, my highlight, it was staying here last year with Guy and all the rest of the guys and everything. I I couldn't believe where I was, that I was actually inside the house I watched as a kid growing up, you know, more than 50 years ago. Yeah. Because I, I watched the, the episodes with Barnabas, and I watched the, i watched Victoria Winters walk down those steps, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe that I was actually living here at this house. And everybody was just so friendly and so nice. I felt, I felt like I was with people I had known all my life, and I just met them. Yeah, you know, so I feel I feel at home here yeah. with Guy and Jeff and Joe and you guys. You know, I just I, I feel I feel really like
1: I'm at home around family. That is exactly how it feels. That's how it felt yeah. the first time I stayed here too. It was like everybody's so welcoming and friendly. I know it everybody's feel, so
4: friendly and yeah. really is yeah. welcoming. It's, it's a it's a welcome pace. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure, God, for sure. it really is. Yeah. All right, thank you.
3: I have a I have another thing that. Uh, favorite scene Even it's different it's different than favorite storyline go for it well it doesn't have to be but my favorite scene has to be the confrontation between Joshua and Barnabas in the basement of the old house that's amazing they should they could have both won an Emmy it was so good and it made me feel so much better about Joshua because I think he gets a bad rap. I really, really do. Everybody thought he was evil and mean and, you know, he didn't care about anybody. But that was just that was just his, that was the way men were back then, especially through all he had must have gone through, fighting into wars. Um, but he really cared about his family. He really, really did. And that's the only thing that saved him, the fact that he wasn't totally, you know, in love with his son because he would have suffered from the curse as well but that scene is just so powerful yeah, to me it really really is oh yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> anybody else have a favorite yeah. scene they want I, to throw another good scene was uh, during
5: 1897 between uh barnabas and angelique in the tower room in 1897 yeah it was flawless when she's you know saying you know could you maybe love me and he's just like you know no there's too much has happened and it was flawless because jonathan was spot on he didn't have any flubs like he knew his script that day Laura was great it was just a really good scene yeah between the two agreed, of them agreed agreed yeah
7: guy one of my favorite scenes is the scene between Cassandra and Julia Gosh. when uh, Barnabas has uh, accepted his fate and he's going to have the dream curse and die and become a vampire again and and uh Vicky and Julia are talking in the drawing room, and Vicky says something like, "He's very special to you, isn't he?" Meaning Barnabas. And Julia looks at the camera and goes, "Yes, very special." <laughs> and then Cassandra comes in at that moment and says, hey, what, "What's wrong?" You know. And Julia just walks over and slaps the heck out of her, and, and you'll you'll be sorry you did that, Doctor. And Julia goes, Ugh.
3: <laughs> just walks away <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I it. Vicky,
3: classic scene Vicky, Vicky makes it even better because she comes up and says you deserve much more than just a slap in the face yeah.
1: Yeah. anybody else
5: want to add one well none, none of the scene but we were talking about how he loves Mrs. Johnson I have two like what I call supporting characters that I love Mrs. Johnson is one because I thought she was a hoot I mean the, the scene where right before Barnabas introduces himself she's complaining that nobody picks up after themselves and I'm like well, you're the maid isn't that your job so I thought that <laughs> Was hilarious. <laughs> and then I love Buzz Hackett I mean oh, Buzz, he yeah. was so real and just so Buzz. hilarious and, and he really kind of showed his character like maybe he wasn't just after Carolyn's money because Jason offers him, you know, money, a new bike, and he's just like, no, I like the chick I got. I don't need a new bike, you know. So it really kind of showed that he wasn't after her Hermione. He really
1: liked her. Buzz definitely has a cult following. People, yeah. people really dig mm-hmm. the Buzz. I'm surprised there isn't like a Buzz Hackett t-shirt or something. There yeah. should be one. <laughs> I,
3: do, I do have another one. It was in 1897. And we finally get to see that there really is an understanding between Julia and Angelique. Yes, that was. When she shows up at the rectory and she sends Angelique a message and she doesn't know that it's Julia and she sees her and she goes, how are you here? And she goes, well, you're Barnabas is here. You're here. Why not me? And but you're human. And and then she starts going off on her by saying Barnabas will be will ruin you or something like that. And she's and she says he's he's this way is this way and this way. And she goes, who made him yeah. that way? Yeah, yeah. But exactly. then after that, they have a they have a scene later on where they actually sit and talk to each other. <laughs> That's why the 1840 scene sort of. But I understand why because she didn't know who she was. Right. But you know, I think they had a really great rapport. And I think if Barnabas had ever eventually gone with Angelique, I don't really think that. Julia would have been as upset as she was with everybody else. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Angelique that- came a group like the other characters in the show, like Barnabas Quentin. Angelique also grew as a character over the show, of course, absolutely. As, by the time we're at Leviathan. She still has her own ulterior motives with the spell with Quentin and Maggie, with the pitchfork, like her old tricks, but she also becomes an ally of sorts against uh, the Leviathan. She helps against, against, against Tophie. Sure, yeah. absolutely. That's why it was when I talked with Amanda on the podcast and Catherine, we talked about it was kind of disappointing. Angelique in 1840 is the original recipe. Angelique and doesn't know all of those future events, but it was also kind of kind of cool to see her learning about those things that she hasn't experienced yet. But it would have been interesting to have the ally Angelique helping them against.
3: But she eventually her. does she become does. that ally. She, she does so.
1: eventually go there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have any favorite scenes before we wrap it up or closing thoughts? Anybody? Mm-hmm. No, nobody. Well, all right, it, you
7: know, okay. it just again, it's it's wonderful to be this big, dark shadows family, and it all is thanks to the creator Dan Curtis and, and Art Wallace and all the wonderful writers and the personnel involved, Leela Swift and, and the other directors, and of course the actors, and and uh, we're I and we're not a dying breed because. There are renewed generations that are discovering the show. And hopefully, if there is a new uh, series, uh, Dark Shadows Reincarnation... There'll be more fans, yeah. Yet.
1: And the future of Dark Shadows, there could be new things, new new shows, new merchandise. I mean, it still continues on, and it's available on streaming. Yeah. In fact, I just heard recently from a fan who first discovered the show during the pandemic. and they watched it on the whole thing on streaming. Uh, and that was their first uh, viewing of Dark Shadows. So it's available to be
7: well, whole show is on To be. I know yeah, there's, there's more uh, merchandise coming.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. can you give any hints or is that forbidden? I'm sorry, I, I better not oh, say anything. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a tantalizing enough hint as it is.
3: <laughs> and one more thank you to Rock, Robert Cobert. Oh, yeah, oh, if yeah. it wasn't for his unbelievable music, yeah. I think it would have taken something away from the show. I really, really do. Yeah. My favorite is Elephants at Collinwood. I still say that. <laughs> Where's the trumpets? Yeah. It sounds like there's elephants at Collinwood.
7: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know exactly and, which one you're talking about. And a big shout out to Jim Pearson, who needs to do this podcast. (laughs) Jim Pearson, you
1: are welcome to join me anytime. Alright, well I want to thank all of my wonderful guests here. Uh, It was a pleasure talking to all of them, and uh, please stay tuned for more exciting interviews on Terror at Collinwood.
0: And for as long as they lived, the dark shadows never truly vanished, for there will always be terror in what